When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish Football Periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Thursday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Joel Skett. And I'm Gary Cocker. Oh yeah, I was my introduced to the Yeah, you were. <laughs> you sort of turned the loop to me. I was already doing my thing when I was already thinking what I'm going to say next. Uh, once, you'd int- uh, well, once I was made to have introduced you, just that uh, Craig... Uh, Craig Kearns and Graham, they always come up with um, something funny. Something funny to uh, to get us Whereas we, did, we just provide some amateurish yes. beginnings, and that's the comedy. And it's going to be an amateurish uh, middle and end as well. <laughs> it's just the two of us uh, again on the Edinburgh podcast. Fowler is um, pretty much has given up on the, the, up the terrace. Uh, he doesn't care about you anymore. He is uh, son up in Albufeira in Portugal. Alright for some And he's obviously Been getting paid Too much money By the BBC (laughs) (laughs) Anyway We are going to Be talking about The top 12 fullbacks Yes uh, In the league This was difficult Because there's not Very many good fullbacks In the league and we also decided this topic 24 hours ago Yes 24 hours ago Um, So so the research Has been tight Yes it has been It has been tight And I think there's also Quite a lot of fullbacks Looking at the lists a lot of fullbacks who, depending on your methodology, you could put in, but they've not played a minute yes. this season. Um, or they've played very little this season because there's quite a lot of what we will call experience or veteran fullbacks still on the books. Yeah, that's that's, that's one thing. Like with um, Celtic and Rangers, you could, mm-hmm. you, could, uh, you could argue a case for just like all their fullbacks. Lee Wallace, I'm a big fan of. However, 
he can't justify putting him in. I, I certainly can't. And um, you're, you're obviously a massive fan of Mikhail Lustig as well. I'd yes. be shocked if he's not in your top twelve. Shocked. He, uh, I this is what I was actually going to uh, I was actually going to say. Is, do you want to go through some players who you've, you've left out, whether yeah. you think maybe a bit harshly or you just weren't interested in? Um, I left off Lustig because before I met you, Joel. I didn't really have any strong feelings on Mikhail mm-hmm. Lustig, but then you started pointing out little things about yeah. how he, you know, he's always nipping away at the referee, or he's actually a wee bit of a shithouser. I'm glad, and, I'm glad. And it's just, it's infected my brain. And I'm, I'm not glad even, I have brainwashed you. You have, and I've not been able to look at him the same way, and I think certainly in the last couple of years he's fallen off a cliff anyway. Um, so he was getting nowhere near my list. Um, Agreed, he's not on my list. Um, neither is uh, Jeremy Toljam. And no. this, because, told you, uh, slightly harsh perhaps, but I was certainly swayed by his European performances. And then when the fact that I left, uh, I left Lustig out just because I think his time is up yeah. at Celtic, the fact that they brought in Toljan uh, and he's been playing in, in, in bigger games, the fact that I left Toljan out, I can't justify putting Lustig in, despite him being um, his longevity in the league. I, I thought about putting Toljan in, but I don't think he's played enough games yet for us to make an accurate mm-hmm. assessment of where he is. And whatever we do could look really, really stupid. Leaving him off could look really, really stupid as well, but at least if we have some basis for it. Guy, I know whatever I do, I'm going to look yeah. really, really stupid, so I'm, <laughs> I'm comfortable with that. Um, I've also left off Shea Logan. Oh yeah, you do this. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I was really surprised. That was really good acting for me because you told me before we came on yeah. he left Shea Logan, and I still sounded really surprised. You just weren't really listening to me. <laughs> um, no, again, he's one who um, I'm sure that we'll talk a, a lot about. Another Aberdeen fullback um, who's come in this season, mm-hmm. yep. and made a real impression. And I think Shea Logan is somebody who would be a mainstay of this list in previous years. But I just don't feel as if he's had the exposure this season, right, uh, to really be worth it. And there's still, um, looking at my list, there's a couple of people on here who are probably on because of time served, but they're still enough of a feature that yeah. I thought, right, yeah. they can stay That's in. Right. Um, but yes, uh, Shea Logan's another one. Um, there's a few others that either of us might have in the lower reaches. So I have um, so, I wanted to mention St. Johnson fullbacks, uh, Tanza and Richard Foster. I've got Foster on my list. You've got Foster, okay. Yes. This, Tanza I've not been a fan of. St. Johnson fans, I think he's been the most consistent fullback over the season for uh, St. Johnson. However, every time, not every time I've watched him, but there's a lot of in moments where I've watched him where I just feel that he's been, um, I just I just can't see it. He was, he seems, every time he plays, he seems to play, uh, Every time he seems to play against James Forrest, he just gets left for dead. His positioning at times is questionable. The, his concentration, you see with the James Forrest goal, and the, there's been so many St. Johnson Celtic games. I think it was in the <laughs> 2-0 game at McDermott Park where Celtic scored too late on. I'm not a big fan of him one-on-one, whereas spoke to a couple of St. Johnson fans on Twitter. They they, they praised him. However, I, I personally... I. Couldn't justify putting him on my, on my list. Even though looking at his stats on my side, they're quite impressive in terms of duels, in terms of crosses, just in general involvement. Richard Foster, we'll talk about mm-hmm. uh, when when you get to yours. Another one I left out off that I potentially consider was uh, Nathaniel Ralph. 
He is on my list. He's okay. We'll get to, we'll get to him. Okay. Of course, he's on my yes, list. Yes, I, I, I feel well, it might be always on brands. Um, I think we should also give a little shout out to some championship players. Yeah, go for because that. Because I don't feel as if I've seen enough of them. No, I can't justify I, putting them I, on, I but they deserve a shout out. So, uh, Marcus Fraser, uh, um, twenty eighteen nineteen champions, Ross County. Yes, he was. He was the first one. He was the first one mentioned by Sean yesterday. Yeah, um, and then um, there's Longridge at Dunfermline. Mm. Um, that traitor Dixon at Falkirk as well. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Harvey at Air was another yeah, one. Yeah, the, the two, uh, like it's Daniel Harvey and uh, Liam Smith as well. Yeah, uh, ex Hearts that I think they've done done quite well. But again, I can't say so I've seen too much of them. Nope. And I think when we were doing the goalkeepers list, I think a few of you put doing. I was only on one to put doing. I was yeah. swayed because I think the like two nights before I'd watched Air United against Ross County at Ding- in Dingwall and doing was really impressive. And then Ian McCall uh, talked them up. After the game, and both Sean and Craig Telford wax lyrical about him, so I was sort of swayed by that. Do you want to just dive in? Might as well, yeah. Who have you got 12, 11, and 10? 12, 11, and 10. At 12, I have Nathaniel Ralph. Okay. Nathan Ralph. Uh, 11, I've got Lewis Stevenson. Yep. And at 10, I have Ricky Foster. Okay, so I have Stevenson at 12, Ricky Lamy at 11. Mm-hmm. And Borna Barisic at 10. We can come on to Barisic. Yeah. Because um, he's a curate's egg of a player. But. Oh, yes. So I have Ralph, like Ralph and Foster, the two ones I left out just. Uh, so Ralph at uh, 12. Tell me about When he signed for Dundee in his first couple of games, he looked absolutely shocking. Yeah. Uh, he did not. I actually picked him out as our worst signing. I picked out Mendy as our best signing, so it probably shows what I know. Yeah. Um, and the. <laughs> Working as a football scout is not a potential career path for me. Um, I'm sure there's a stat that you and Fowler have picked out for Ralph and Y Scout about a number of aerial duels won, which the, if you look nose. at Ralph, he's 5'9", maybe 5'10". Yep. Um, but yep, he's uh, good in the air, he's good at going forward, he's a steady, dependable left-back. Um, I think at the beginning of the season we thought we've not really upgraded here on Holt and... Oh... Uh, or Tomechi oh, so yeah. we had uh, last Bass season John. yes Bass John that would have been the easier thing <laughs> I wanted to try and be professional um, yeah we didn't really think so if we upgraded but I think now he is a steady dependable presence at left back not flashy but he does the job um, and it's not the problem that it once was whereas right back is still a bit of an issue for Dundee um, I think that of all of the quote unquote assets that Dundee have um, for when we're stripped for parts, when we get relegated this at the end of the season, um, he's probably one of the ones who could get picked up by another team rattling about yeah. that part of the league. He was, I think, he's a defender which has stood out for Dundee this season. And again, it's not a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. The that was one thing I was going looking at the stats. He is eight for um, success, Jules, mm-hmm. and he is for he's he's won sixty eight point seven percent of his aerial duels. He is the looking at just sorry, just going through the list. I think he's the only fullback or uh, in the top thirty. Yeah, yeah. So he's only the fullback, which is surprising because you look at him and you think he's he's, he's an attacking. You look, you look at him, think he looks like more of a wing back than a than a yeah. fullback. Is is that the case or is he? I would say is what you see a lot with him, and it's usually Scott Wright at the moment who's uh, ahead of him on the left. Is that they do that sort of overlap, that mm-hmm. interchange. Um, but he is still dependable at left back I think another big part of it is and there's a few other players on this list who this will apply to if he doesn't play 
the options there are not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically we played Kasunga at left back against Motherwell and I think against Celtic as well at Dens earlier in the season. Mm. And it was all right. But that was sort of taken into account. It was yeah. Kasunga. Um, and there's not really anybody else that we could actually play there unless we moved somebody back. But now that Calvin Miller's uh, gone back to Celtic and there's at Air United, we couldn't use him and I wouldn't want to use him anyway. Um, so he's one of the, f- the players that have gone here because without him there's a massive drop to your next option. That's not a lot of depth, as they would say. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. Uh, so you've got you've got eleven, you've got Lewis Stevenson. Yes, I've, I was toying with whether to have him bottom or Ralph bottom, mm-hmm. and I think the reason that I went with not bottom but twelfth. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about Ricky Lamy as well because he was another one that I was thinking about in this big mix. Um, the reason that I've got Lewis Stevenson. There is Lewis Stevenson's never really been a player that's impressed me or that I've enjoyed watching. But this season, I think I've come to appreciate what he does a little bit more. Um, And I think that to have that length of service and that generally steady service... Uh, probably just put some above Ralph for me. He is, he's my number 12, so I'll, I'll talk about, um, I may as well just uh, kind of expand expand on your point. I was very similar to not, he's, he's a steady Eddie, mm-hmm. kind of know what you've, you, you're going to get from him. He is, I think, compared to like these, reminds of Robbie Nielsen when Robbie Nielsen was harsh. So you're always looking at that position as someone that you need, uh, you could easily improve on, but he has um, seen off so much. Uh, so many left backs in his time mm-hmm. at Hibs going back down to the championship served him well he's came back up last season I was really impressed him and Paul Hanlon showed that they belonged at this level and that's just carried on this season I've covered a few few Hibs games so I've had to watch them more, uh, more inten- um, intently mm-hmm. and especially at the games you get an appreciation of what he brings to the team he is uh, yeah, like I said he is Steady, dependable. He's all those kind of all those kind of cliches, mm-hmm. and he's versatile. He can he can he can move into a left wing back position. Number ten, you had Richard Foster. Yes, I did. Um, again, very similar to Stevenson. Um, obviously, his time at Rangers uh, wasn't really covered in glory. Yes. Um, and when he first came to St. Johnson, I don't, I really didn't think that much of him. Um, and obviously, he had a few uh, bust ups last season as well. So he didn't. It wasn't just that he wasn't particularly performing to the extent that you would expect him to, but also he was actually actively harming the team yeah. on occasion. Um, but whenever I've seen him this season, I've been very impressed. I think he's um, sort of matured and grown into that role a lot. And I think that for a St. Johnson team that I continually, repeatedly believe is about to fall off a cliff, <laughs> um, he is emblematic of that St. Johnson team in that he's a player that I think a lot of Casual observers of Scottish football will criticise or go, oh, Ricky Foster, he's a funny one, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but actually, he contributes a lot more than you think. He was, I had him on my original list. I was, I was back and forth. At one point in the season, St John's fans were seriously touting him for the right back position for Scotland because there was, I think Stephen O'Donnell pulled out and I can't remember who ended up playing there. I mean, in fairness, we are. Pretty light yeah, at that position. So. He, he, he even himself said that he was um, he thought he was good enough. I think I'm sure he said he was good enough for that position. However, he's in form over the last couple of months or so. It's been dis- disastrous. So again, recency bias yeah. has, has, has come into, it and I just think there's there's a lot of players who could could move around this list. And Foster's probably my number thirteen. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's why I didn't put him on. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think of over the course of the whole season because he's not the only person in light yeah. blue who has fallen to pieces yeah. uh, in recent weeks. I felt it would have been slightly unfair uh, to to punish him for that. Um, you had Ricky Lamy. Yeah, so I had Ricky Lamy at uh, 11. So I think yeah. Stevenson was always going to be on my number 12. Mm-hmm. So I felt it probably was between Lamy and Foster. Lamy is similar to what you said about Ralph. Livingston aren't the same team without him so there's a drop off when he doesn't play so he can play the left wing back position or he can play left back they have a player uh, on loan from down south um, I think Callum Brown mm-hmm. hmm. that's uh, I've kind of just guessed that name yeah. uh, so obviously a lot of focus uh, of Livingston's backline goes on Gallagher, Halkett, Lithgow yeah. Which I can only ever say in that order because of the, the magic song that Livy fans sing for them. The you know, tune oh, of magic, yeah, yeah. It's magic, you know, Gallagher, Halkett, Lithgow. Um, so a lot of focus is on that back three yeah. and what they do. Um, but Yes, yeah, so they, I mean, he has, I think he's just been really, um, really consistent. He's he's made a step up from Greenock Martin, Martin really well, yeah. which which has somewhat surprised. I didn't see too much of him at... Uh, at uh, at Morton, but he's he's natural in both of those positions. He similar to Gallagher, like Gallagher has been able to play centre back or right back, and he's been excellent in both. I think that's the same with Lamy, the left wing back, left back. It's Kieran Brown who I was thinking of. Uh, he looks like a centre back playing playing at full back, but I think uh, Lamy's been Lamy's been a big miss. And then number ten, Borna Barris. Do you want to speak about him once we get to you? We might as well. Cool. It'll be in the next uh, yeah. next tranche anyway. So who have you got as your 9, 8 and 7? 9, 8, 7. I have Richard Tate okay. at 9. Yep. Barisic at 8. Okay. And then at 7, and to be fair, he could actually be slightly higher, but because he's always a 7 out of 10, your man Smith. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. So we... I think that, that's purely for really weak passer reasons to put him at 7. Right. So I have Andy Halliday at nine. Okay. I have Richard Tate at eight mm-hmm. and Shea Logan at seven. Okay. Um, what I'll do just for the purposes of this is I'll swap Smith with who is directly above him um, because I had them the other way around until I realised huh, seven out of ten. So that was Halliday. Okay. At seven. Um, so let's just go. Um, Talk about Bar- Barisic first. Yep. As I said, it's that Barisic is. I like the phrase curate type of player mm-hmm. good parts um, because he has got an incredible wicked cross on him but he can't defend to save his life right um, and I think it's I really like that in a left back you can tell that I've been going to dance for too long but <laughs> I really enjoy it when you've got a full back who's actually really potent in forward areas mm-hmm. um, even if that means sacrificing a little bit further back so it's sort of like a souped up version of James Savernier if you're to adhere to the stereotype of Tavernier not being as good defensively. Yeah, just, just to back up your, your point there, give it context, he has the highest success rate um, for crosses. So he's, he's across the machine, he's got the highest mm-hmm. success rate of crosses and he's got the most, uh, he's put the most deliveries in per 90 minutes yeah. he's played. And I think he's been called up to the Croatian national team. Yeah, he's certainly been the around it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously he's been out with injury quite a lot recently as well, which has brought Andy Halliday, who will come on to, yeah. uh, into the team. Um, but I do think that Barisic has I mean I couldn't ever or I couldn't see Rangers moving to a back three with the current personnel they've got but you almost feel like he would be more use as a wing back I mean yeah you think him having your natural wing backs I I think 
and when we do this, so you'll stay in the summer. If we do this list in 12 months' time, well, when we do this list in 12 months' time, Barisic will be a lot higher up. Yeah. I feel he's been let down by the amount of games he's missed, the injuries, his reliability. Gerard's questioned. Uh, I don't think he's came out and questioned his mentality, but he's maybe unfit inferred it. That he is. He's still adjusting to the, yeah, the, the pace Scottish, and yeah. the robustness of so, Scottish. Yeah, exactly. So I think the other players who, when they get a niggle, like he's like he has, he's treated a niggle more seriously than perhaps Gerard hoped he would. So you've, you've seen him come in and out, and like you said, Halliday stepped into that breach, and uh, we may as well go on to speak about Andy Halliday. Yep. He is. Um, what a twelve months! Unbelievable! What a transformation yeah. from being cheered off <clears throat> by Celtic fans. <clears throat> In yeah, the, in the Scottish the semi final. Semi final. Uh, he was subbed before half time. Yeah, um, and he had that. Uh, they had the, 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 I think it was. Uh, he had the clash with Murray when he did get subbed. Yeah, you you, you saw him as one of the players who you, you immediately thought he's out the door when Gerard comes in. Mm. He's he, he, easy 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 wood to get rid of. You dead kind of dead wood to get rid of. However, you have to kind of praise his mentality. If you, if you thought about it, he has that. Mentality like Gerard, that connection that Gerard had with Liverpool, that's a similar to Halliday with Rangers in terms mm-hmm. of how much a club means to him. And you can't underestimate having that press, uh, kind of presence around the club where they can transmit how much, how important the club is and how big certain games are. He knows what it means to he be does, a Ranger. He is properly <laughs> staunch, and I think that's appreciated by. Uh, I think that's appreciated by Stephen Gerrard. And I think it's also accepting the fact he's not a centre mid. No, I, I think he's too limited to be yeah. a, a centre mid. Whereas with the game, especially with the game when balls get played into him, and he's got his back to the opposition, so when he plays, looking at his own goal. Mm. Whereas at left back, he can. He's got the game in front of him, and he. Yeah. he it's it's so, a lot more comfortable. I mean, I do feel like I've maybe got him slightly. Too high here, even when I put him seven. But mm. I think it's maybe just as it is that total contrast between the guy who was sent off on loan to I want to say Kazakhstan. Yeah, someone um, Baku, someone yeah, yeah so. or Azerbaijan. Maybe? Azerbaijan, it was that was Azerbaijan, it. Yeah. Um, sent off on loan to Azerbaijan. Um, looked absolutely miserable. You could see him getting punted off to League One, League Two English team. Yeah, and just sort of fritting, frittering his life away. Um, but he's totally transformed. Going totally off topic here. Um, and speaking of defenders who um, fruited their life away, um, there is a fantastic feature in uh, I think it's the Evening Telegraph today about Gary Kenneth. Who, yes, um, and I think it, the line in the feature is from facing Zlatan to appearing for Lockheed United. Um, he does not look a good neck, judging did, by the picture. No, of the, he the turns thirty-two this year. Yep, um, but it looks as if he gave up playing football thirty-two years ago. Instead. <laughs> It's not a great look for poor Gary, um, but I would put uh, I wouldn't compare Halliday to Gary Kenneth in any way, shape, or form. But it Gary, is, uh, Gary Kenneth, the two-time Scotland international, yes, two caps, who uh, Dundee United valued at two million pounds in twenty ten. <laughs> there you go. Turned down a half million pound bid from Blackpool. I think, <laughs> Just going back to Halliday, he played for Gabala in Azerbaijan. There we go. So who do you want to move on to next? We um, I also we both have well, Richard Tate. Yep. Yep. Um, so Richard Tate, obviously, when he came to Motherwell, um, he was more of a right back when yes. he first came. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas he's now obviously stationed over on the left, and I'm still having trouble getting used to that. <laughs> Several seasons on, that, that, um, that's, that's, it, that's, it's that. a funny thing when you when a player comes in, plays a whole season there, 
I think he was shifted over to left back to plug a gap, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's just remained there ever since. And I still am struggling with it. Um, I think Graham Graham says that the biggest compliment you can pay, you can pay him is the fact that you have no ideas or like like you said yeah. you forget that he's a right back and no I have no idea he's a right back because he's been so consistent yeah. at left back and he's been Motherwell had a disastrous first half of the season mm. but he was one of the few that earned pass 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 uh, pass marks from it mm. and he's only gone on to have a stronger season yeah and I think obviously a lot of the focus um, of Motherwell fans at the moment is on. Turnbull and yep. Hasty um, Green's coming onto a bit of a game as well uh, they stopped complaining about Maine which is something yeah, yeah. Um, but I think there is obviously a much more solid defensive foundation there um, I think uh, when I was speaking to Graham he was uh, advocating for Grimshaw to be put in this list mm-hmm. um, but for me I, I think if you're going to have any Motherwell player at full back it's, it's got to be Richard Tate I, I'm, I'm not seeing too much of Grimshaw uh, yeah. at right back not impressed but I'm always always seem to be impressed with Tate you um, he's grown into a, a big leader at, at Motherwell he's, I think he's, he's, he's gone over uh, he's pushed above McHugh Hartley as, as kind of that um, Mr Motherwell yeah I was going to say a totemic figure but that's, that is a lot more uh, reasonable <laughs> he is a bit of a Bit of a shit house as well. He, he gets involved, but he's, he's not like um, he's not he's not he's not, he's a wee bit he's a wee bit snide. He gets in there, but he's he's always he's always making sure his presence presence is felt. If Graham really Graham reckons that if he played at right back, continued at right back, because obviously Muller have had the problems at left back, and mm-hmm. he's been able to fill in there. If he stayed at right back, Graham reckons he'd been the Scotland squad ahead of uh, Stephen O'Donnell. That's that's a big compliment to uh, to to play him to pay him. He is one of those fullbacks who can do it all. He's he covers the ground really well. He's used to play. He's used to playing at wing back. He's aggressive and uh, he understands his defensive responsibilities. But he's a key attacking asset because he can because he plays either side. He can whip it in with either side. That's a crucial. Uh, kind of crucial asset to have especially if you're playing with a winger who hugs a touchline you can come in underlap and cross it or vice versa yeah. shall um, we move on to 6-5 I've just got um, do you have someone else I've got Shea Logan Shea Logan yes yeah, so I, I left him out for the he, really poor reasons I explained earlier so he um, I don't think he had the he's had the best of seasons but he's I still think he's even when he's not been great, he's, he's he's never bad. Just that he's got I told him to high standard. I just don't think he's one of the better right backs in the in the league. Fantastic crosser. I think that's uh, perhaps underappreciated. That's kind of been affected. We're going to talk about another Aberdeen uh, wing back whose mm-hmm. influence has grown without Logan in there because Mackay Stephen and again have struggled in the latter part of the season. And when they struggle, you've at least got Logan who can provide that support and run and quality out wide he defended I think he defends back post really well and he um, again he has his presence in the team is is always good for that that, that bit of aggression especially if they're playing Celtic especially if they're playing Celtic Rangers as well <laughs> so you who have you got 6, 5 and 4 I've got what sounds like a, a provincial solicitors company okay. um, Smith, Taylor and O'Donnell Oh okay, okay. I've got um, I've got Taylor. At, so you've got O'Donnell at four. Yes. Okay. I've got Taylor at six, mm-hmm. and in between them I've got Max Lowe. 
So you've got O'Donnell at four. At I've, four. Got, I've got O'Donnell at four. Right. Max Lowe at five. Greg Taylor at six. Okay, I've got Max Lowe slightly higher. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly yeah. where you've got Max Lowe. Should we do six five four three? Because it's pretty obvious yes, who the yeah, top yeah, two of course, will be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's for me. It's Smith at six, Taylor at five, O'Donnell at four, Lowe at three. I have got Taylor at six, Lowe at five, O'Donnell at four, Michael Smith at three. Okay. Bias is that? That's what that's called, Gregory. <laughs> Bias. <laughs> Do you want to start on Smith then? Yeah, let's start on Michael Smith. Yeah. Uh, my notes, my first note I've written down is I love him. He's he's my favourite heart. Solid, yeah. solid, strong analysis yes. there. Yep. Uh, he his importance is growing. Each passing week, I have had to suffer the dignity of watching Marcus Godino try and <laughs> attempt to play right back. It's been very, very frustrating. Michael Smith is. The a traditional fullback, however, he has developed into more of an attacking asset for Hearts, uh, which has been needed because there's a genuine lack of width other than Callum Morrison and mm-hmm. Jake Mulraney, two very inconsistent consistent players across the season. Michael Smith is antithesis of that. He is Mr. Consistency. I when I'm I've covered a lot of Hearts games this season with Even News, and so I have to do player ratings. Mm-hmm. So I'll write down the names before. Uh, before the game, so in the in team line, so it makes it easier and quicker. Michael Smith, I've always put, I always put down a seven. seven. I always right put down away. a seven, and more more often than not, it's gone up to an eight rather than down to a six. Mm-hmm. He is, he stops crosses. So first of all, his main his his main aim is to be a defender first and foremost. He stops crosses. He is very trustworthy in the uh, trustworthy with the ball. He takes up good positions both in receiving the ball and then uh, driving forward. He's seen it. Give a comparison. Callum Patterson when he played right wing back for Scotland, there was times where he was just he was bombing too far ahead, and so when the pass get, uh, was getting uh, played to him, he was having to check. That doesn't happen with Michael Smith. He is, um, as I've said, he's progressed in terms of his attacking ability. He will bomb forward. Hearts, you just. When he plays, you just feel a bit more safe. He's like um, he's, he's he's like your your bed on a stormy stormy cold Sunday afternoon. You get curled up and I would curl up in Michael Smith, but also the fact wow. that he's, he's he's played as, which is kind of push my judgment to put him up to uh, third place. As he's played in the back three as the centre of the back three and been Hearts' best centre back when he's played there. He reads the game so so well. He's always just nips in right right place at the right time. I feel I've talked enough about Michael Smith. So all I was going to ask is, were you ever tempted to put uh, Gruccio or Mitchell in this list? Because the funny thing is, if you look at Mitchell when he came in last season, uh, he was quite rightly fated as you know this is a great option for us at left back. Hearts fans were delighted to get him back on loan. Oh, um, that, when when he when he signed was it was incredible. But he's not really. He's been he's been done. To put it to put the mile lead rubbish. I was going for the plate there, but yeah. <laughs> uh, as for Garuccio, if he had been given a bit more time and uh, a bit more game time, maybe a longer run of games by Levine, he might have made the list. But he's been in and out of the team, and a couple of games where he's just not been uh, he's not been deserving of it. So he didn't really come into my consideration. Moving on, who do you want to take? Do you want to talk about Greg Taylor next? Might as well take both of the Killy boys. Yeah. But yeah, let's start off with uh, with Greg Taylor. Um, I don't want to say the, the forgotten man 
But it's easy. Come up bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what I know exactly what you mean. But he's not really, um, you know, he's not really featured too much. I think in people's minds when mm. people think of um, the Kilmarnock backline. Obviously, Stuart Finlay's been putting in a lot of great performances. Kurt Broadfoot is uh, Kurt Broadfoot. <laughs> Kurt <Broadfoot laughs> is having the, uh, a real, uh, a real nice warm glow to the twilight of his career. Yeah. Uh, Kelly as well. Uh, obviously, Stephen O'Donnell. Um, has been called up to the Scotland team. He's now seen as a mainstay of the Scotland squad, um, despite the fact he was out of it. Uh, I think for the last the last squad announcement for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Greg Taylor's just a very dependable left back who offers something going forward as well, which he, is everything you want. He is uh, again, Mister. You look at fullbacks and a lot of things you want. They're like again, the opposite to wingers who are. Uh, who are very streaky, kind of mercurial. You want mm-hmm. fullbacks to be dependable. You want them to be consistent. He's only twenty-one years old, yeah. and he is so incredibly consistent for Kilmarnock. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So there's, for example, Stephen O'Donnell. I think has a, when he plays kind of bigger ceiling. He's more noticeable. Mm-hmm. Greg Taylor. I can't think of a, a player who has. Um, I can't think of the player having a, a bad game or a torrid time. I remember coming to Tynecastle and I was really looking forward to the battle between Morrison and Taylor. And it was around the time Morrison was on top form. Taylor just, honestly, I was just, uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying a masterclass because Morrison's only a teenage, kind of inconsistent teenage mm-hmm. winger. But Taylor just dominated him. And from there on, I think the kind of Morrison's confidence to, uh, took a dip. But Taylor is he's so, he's, he's very duly. As in, he, he's looking at stats. He's uh, he's very involved. He is um, he's as we've seen uh, going back a couple of years. Joey Barton, he's not afraid to put this, uh, the the boot in. Rather than like O'Donnell plays a more aggressive attacking role, mm. because Jordan Jones usually plays ahead of Taylor. I think yeah. he plays a more supporting one. The um, he's pl- near, he's played more than more. I think he played more than one hundred and ten games as well, which is which is great. Twenty one year old, superb. Yeah. I asked Craig Anderson about him and he said he's one of the best youth products that he's seen in his time just behind Chris Boyd and Stephen Naismith. So that's a testament to how well he's done. Yeah. And I think it's just very unfortunate for him that the position that he plays is the same one that Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney yeah, I know. Uh, take up. So we've obviously got two incredible left-backs. Greg Taylor's a fantastic left-back as well. I, and, I do and, want... And then if you look at the rest of the pit, if you look at... Uh, uh, at the very back as goalkeeper we don't have a lot of options no or a lot of good options you just I mean, you mentioned about T.A. Taylor Tierney there. I wouldn't be surprised if Tierney moved on at Celtic I know Kelly fans won't like me for saying this Celtic even potentially looked within Scottish football and seen Taylor as a, pos- a possible um, replacement for him mm-hmm. Stephen O'Donnell what's who, who did you have Taylor or O'Donnell higher I had O'Donnell higher okay um I actually initially had O'Donnell at three mm-hmm. and low at four, but then I thought I think it's maybe just because Lowe's had such an impact this season, and I think last season was O'Donnell's real breakthrough. Yeah, season the season where he really cemented himself in the imagination. Um, was obviously called up for the uh, summer games against Peru, Peru Mexico, at Mexico. Um, and obviously absolutely loved being part of the Scotland yeah. setup. Um, so I don't know if it's maybe just a bit of not so much reverting to the mean, but just that thing of it is now normalised in my head that Stephen O'Donnell is, you know, an incredibly good right back. Yeah. And so now it takes a lot. He needs to do a lot more 
or you need to have one of those one. games to really stand out yeah. for me. Um, whereas um, you know Max Lowe coming in at Aberdeen um, has been a revelation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah O'Donnell. I'm kind of similar to you in terms of O'Donnell Lowe, and I chucked Smith in there as well. That Smith, O'Donnell, and Lowe. Either any of them could have been three, four, mm-hmm. or five. It was between those. I, I can add three or four different leagues within my top twelve, and Smith, O'Donnell, and Lowe were uh, were that were that league for me. O'Donnell is very different to Taylor. We said he's a real kind of powerhouse because when he get when he when he drives, he's mm. he's, like, he's just like a tank. There's kind of no stopping him, and I think he's he's massive in Kelly's attacking sense, especially as he. Especially as he's usually play someone quite narrow on the right winger. It's Burke or McKenzie. They never really play as an out and out winger. He's a great dribbler, and like you said, there has been a slight dip in his standards last season for me. Standards last season, but that was because he hit such a ceiling mm-hmm. that even even a drop, he's still been a very very good um, right back. And that seen with his uh, he's been included in the Scottish squad again. We so we've talked about Smith, we've talked about Taylor, we've talked about Donald, Maxwell. You've got him three, I've got him five. I could have easily put him three. What's yeah. uh, so, so? What's low done for you? Is it just just the fact that he's just a new name on the scene and he's really stood out at Aberdeen? Yep, and I think he he returned to Derby, didn't he? Initially, yeah, he did. And then, yep, um, and then for whatever reason, um, ended up coming back to Aberdeen. Yeah. And the reaction of Aberdeen fans, both to him leaving. And him coming back, back, I think, says, says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He, I watched the game he played for Derby because it was, it was against Leeds United. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was a Friday night game. I noticed Lowe was playing, so it would be interesting to watch him. He had an absolute stinker. An absolute stinker. There was a young Leeds right, uh, right winger who just yeah, gave him a torrid time. Does that mean that Bielsa was watching all of the Aberdeen games? <laughs> he probably was, eh? <laughs> Tapes just going, yeah. who is the Sandy Considine? Yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> I want to sign him for the Premier League. My charge for the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> the with with low. The um, I think because I think because Derby were able to sign Ashley Cole, that's how Aberdeen were able yeah. to get him back. And what signing he's uh, signing he's been twice. They've needed a left back for because they, they they've signed just been Shin- doing like makeshift. Yeah, you know, or like, that whole perennial thing of. Is Shane a left back or is he a centre mid? But he's clearly centre mid. You lose yeah. a lot from uh, to play him at left back. Andy Constein, uh, he of the the last certain last couple of months, few months, he's been superb at centre back. Arguably Aberdeen's best centre back, uh, certainly certainly since the turn of the year. So he's and he's not a left back. Low offers him so much more. No Constein can score, but Low offers him such an attacking, dynamic, energetic um, presence up that left wing. And like I mentioned with Logan, when McGinn and Mackay Stephen are off the boil, his ability to cover ground and uh, provide that width is is Matthews. You've seen how aggressive he was in dispossessing Candias, I think it was, and setting up Gannon Mackay Stephen to win the penalty in the, the, the cup game. I've just been so so impressed with him. I just, he's a, the modern day the modern day kind of fullback you want. And if Aberdeen can hold on to him this summer, that would be such a coup. Yeah. One and up to one and two. Yeah, it's obvious. Have you gone? Who's gone for two? Uh, I find this quite difficult. Okay, I I, I can kind of see where you you, you come from. The reason I found it difficult is because if we're basing this on this season mm-hmm. purely on appearances alone, there would be another argument to make. Mm-hmm. But I've gone with Tavernier two, Tierney yeah, one. Same. Um, because Tierney's still only 21 you know, we talked about ridiculous. Greg Taylor only being 21 yeah. but I think people still have 
an idea of Greg Taylor still being, you know, this young player, you know, could go on to uh, greater things. Um, whereas with Tierney, he's still being, you know, he is now being talked about as if he's, you know, a good few years older. And at what point is he going to, you know, sort of go into his prime and, you know, move on from Celtic? Yeah. So we we, we talked about we talked about Greg Taylor having played. Let me double check this. He it was one hundred and ten games. Roughly one hundred and ten. Kieran Tierney's played 175. Yeah. And he he's missed... How many games has he missed this season? He missed 30... Sorry, 16 games through injury this season. He's came back and he just... He slid... He slid right back into the team uh, without any kind of hesitation. You see players who have had the long injury absence. It does take them two or three yeah. games to get back up. But he just came back in because I think, despite the injury, he looks after him so, so well. He is... Uh, he's robust. He's just such a... Such a... Physical, like uh, athletic, like he has so much athleticism, and as you said, I think it's when he gets that move, rather than go from Celtic to Southampton to somewhere else, or like uh, Robertson did, he went to Hull and then got moved to Liverpool. Tierney's going to go from Celtic to an elite team. Mm-hmm. I just think I understand where he came from in terms of Tavernier's appearances, and he probably has a bigger influence on Rangers as a whole. But Tierney is just so good that you just have to make allowance for him as being the best. Yeah, because I think a lot of people will point to Tavernier's goals and assists this season. Yeah, but I think he scored eleven goals in the league. Um, so I should has... check, but a lot of those will be penalties. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, so I think only so how many goals he scored in the league? Did you say he 11. scored eleven in the league? I think nine have been penalties off the top of my head, yeah. and eleven assists as yeah. well. So yeah, um, he's, so... he's yeah, he's got twenty-one goals and assists between them. So just to give you an idea of how important and involved Tavernier is. He's, so he's got 21 goals and assists. He's in the top 20 in the league for shots. He's top for crosses. He's 23rd in the league for touches in the box. He's a right back. Second for passes. Top for key passes. Top for through passes. Top for progressive passes. Mm. And second for progressive runs. So these are uh, these are kind of penetrating runs or penetrating passes. Yeah. I, th- I think the one thing, the one charge that is so laid at Tavernier's restore is that he can be defensively suspect. I have a theory about that. He's, he's definitely a lot better this season. Um, but you did see, I think it was in the game against Hibs, um, when there was a, I can't remember why, but there was a delay in play for some reason. Um, and I think the theory was that at that point, Heckenbottom pulled over, I think it was Canberra and McNulty, and said, look, there's a space between Goldson and Tavernier, and exploit that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it was after that, that shortly after that, yeah. that Hibs scored. And I think it may just be more that the people he is put next to um, create something which could lead to more defensively suspect moments. Yeah, so my, my theory regarding Tavernier is that he's pretty consistent defensively. That he's um, he's decent, he's not great, but he's, he's, I don't think he's as, he's as bad as the rap that's given to him. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's shown up when the team has defended, uh, as a whole defend poorly. Because because I've just listed all those kind of stats he's, he's, where, he's, where he's good at, allowances need to be made for him because he's such a... Um, influential player certainly in the final third mm-hmm. like the Hibs goal recently you, you mentioned about that space I think that's always I think a team is always going to exp- try and expl- should try and exploit that and I think Gerard has to make allowances to protect Tavernier because you can't take away that attacking instinct how important he is the goal let's say the, the goal that Hibs scored he, he was fouled on the edge of the box I think it was a foul but then the reaction from his teammates Goldson was screaming at Candias and Kamara to slot back in and cover mm-hmm. uh, get goal side of uh, Canberry they didn't do it 
he, I think he's got better with Candace in front of him. The, 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 the winger knows when to move central to allow him to, to go up and out the outside. I'm a huge Tavenier fan, but I just he's not as good as Tierney. No. And I'm a bigger Tierney fan. I still maintain that he's a better player than Robertson. And again, I think similar to Taylor, I think, and O'Donnell to an extent as well, people have just got used to Kieran Tierney. And because of that, you yeah. forget about exactly how good he is, how young he is. Um, he's not going to be at Celtic forever, mm-hmm. um, despite you know turning up in the away crowd and wearing yeah. Celtic tops on holiday and things. Um, he's not going <laughs> to he's not going to be there forever. Eventually, he's going to be snapped up by a bigger team. You hope so, because I I don't, don't want to say just because well, a, a good player to to lease. Oh, I enjoy watching him. Mm-hmm. I uh, have my. Um, I think he's very good at feigning injury or making sure the referee knows he's been fouled. However, I want to see him challenged at on a consistent basis at a, high, a consistent basis at a higher level. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see him moving to. Um, well, obviously, um, he could move to Leicester. He won't do that. No, he, no. he, he shouldn't. He, no, he shouldn't. He really shouldn't go there. Um, but you can see him moving to um, a bigger team. You could see him also uh, making the move abroad. And doing something, I think uh, Graham Thulis always says, you know, Real Madrid left back, yeah. uh, Kieran Tierney, um, which might sound like a stretch, but you know he's got to test himself and stretch himself. And you can see in fifteen years' time, um, once he's you know made his fortune elsewhere, he's you know gone all over Europe winning all sorts of trophies. He comes back home to Celtic. Yeah, that's that's very productive. I think that is that that's going to happen. Yeah. The um, People scoff him when I say that Tierney's better than Robertson. I maintain that, but even if you don't um, don't think that, you have to feel that he's going to be a better player than Robertson. He's got four years on Robertson, mm-hmm. four years on him, and he's already proved himself at a higher level that, uh, than Robertson did at his um, Hedges group. Yeah. yeah, when he was uh, Tierney's age, and I think the other thing is that you do see Robertson not often, but you see Robertson making more individual errors. Mm-hmm. They're not always punished, yeah. but you see him making a lot more individual errors. Obviously, the difference is he's playing at a higher level um, because he's playing Premier League opposition week in, week out um, and getting to the latter stage of the Champions League, whereas Tierney's not able to do that yet. So perhaps once he makes that move, you'll see more of the same. But yeah. Perfect. That's that's us done. Thank you very much for listening. We um, You can find us on all the usual, all the, all the usual places and platforms. We, I'm just trying to think, next week probably back in Glasgow on Monday. However... Tune in on 11pm on Friday night, mm-hmm. BBC Scotland, a view from the terrace. Gary, you'll be making your first appearance. I will indeed. You are playing chess against a Premiership star, which uh, I've seen the clip. Um, I think you enjoyed doing it, and I certainly enjoyed watching it. It's really good. Well, he enjoyed doing it. It's another matter entirely. Who cares? It was good television. Just, just don't ask him. Say goodbye. Unless you've got anything else to say. Happy birthday. Yes, not to you. Not to me. I was thinking this. I love this soon. (laughs) I love the look on your face, though. You weren't sure whether to be offended or to be creeped out. Um, But no, happy birthday to regular listener of the podcast Wars. Yes, we hope you have a a fantastic time. I believe. um, I'm not sure she actually knows this, but I believe that you're off to um, enjoy your Saturday at a football ground. Of course, yeah, there's yeah. there's something special. So I'm not so. sure if that is a surprise or not. Partially ruined it, sorry about that. We apologise for that, but we, we, we really do um, appreciate your support. You've always given us positive feedback, being a great um, fan of us for... for Patreon for subscriber, whatever. come to the live shows. 
All that jazz. All that jazz. So yeah, we really do hope you have a great Saturday, a great birthday, and a great life. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.